Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Well, welcome everyone. Uh, thank you for listening today to the Activate podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource here of Journey Church International. My name is Ryan. As uh, always, it's my honor to get to host uh, this podcast with Pastor Christian and, and serve as the Connections Pastor here at Journey. We're in message six of uh, a 10-week series called Chasing Perfection, and we've been really a, a couple weeks into um Part of Matthew 5 is just looking deeper and focusing on Jesus and marriage. And the whole series premise has been really powerful to, to learn how much we must depend on Jesus to live like Jesus. Pastor Christian, welcome. Glad you're uh, on the podcast with us today. You, you start the message talking about the difficulty of preaching a message like, like this week's topic. And we know, uh, both you and I, we know family and friends who've experienced a marriage that has ended in divorce. Uh, I have extended family who felt this was kind of painful to hear, but they felt as though they were kind of cast out of their church years ago because of a divorce. Uh, can you can you speak to how we want to love them uh, and need them to know that God still loves them? Yeah, Ryan. So the the difficulty in preaching the message uh, was not the content or the truth. Um, not my content, not my truth. God's content, God's truth. Always. Um, always easy to say what God says, but to, but to have relationships with individuals who have gone through the pain uh, of divorce, who are going through the pain of divorce. Um, you just know there's a, there's, there's just a lot of wounds there. There's a lot of, um, shame. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of regret. Um, I mean, any, any emotion you can, you can think of, uh, and, and we have a large number of, uh, divorced people in our church, like every other church in our community, because we said, we've said in the, at the beginning of this little focus section on Jesus and marriage, if you live in a culture where lust is high and divorce is easy, marriage is in trouble. And we live in a culture where lust is high and divorce is easy. And, and the vast majority of people sitting in our church would have preferred not to get a divorce. So it's just hard to, sit through a message like this. Spiritual warfare is real. The enemy is real. Ephesians 6 says we know that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the, the rulers and forces of the dark, evil world. And it's just such an easy topic for Satan to just get on top of someone's heart and just jump up and down and kind of and try to remind them of their past the entire time. So for that reason, it's, diff, it's difficult to get up. This would have been much easier to preach at a marriage retreat. Because you get to talk to to married folks about, hey, let's make sure we don't make this mistake going forward. When when you preach this in a room full of single people, um, divorced people, widows, widowers, uh, marriage, marriage is always a, a topic that's difficult to address to an audience beyond married people because of all the emotions that come into it from those who had bad marriages to those who have bad marriages for those who want to be married and aren't to those who are divorced to those who lost a husband and wife. I mean, you just, you just have scattered emotions in the crowd. So I just wanted to make sure at the beginning of this message to be sensitive and to let people know um, the purpose of this message is not to open old wounds. No one can change the past. The purpose of this message isn't to pound you over the head with what happened in your past. The purpose of this message is to give, as Jesus always does, a hope and a future and a direction and to talk a little bit about redemption. 
And I think your specific question was, you know, how much do we love people? How much do we want them to know God loves them? Of course, everyone and anyone is welcome at our church. Um, you know, we, we've had people that we've had to ask to step out of leadership because they, um, for one reason or another failed in their family. And we have positions of leadership at our church where your marriage has to win to serve in that, in that level of leadership. Uh, and I understand that hurts. And I, and I know people I'm sure have those wounds from old churches who are at our church and people probably have those wounds from our church who have gone to another church. But on the other side of divorce, uh, our divorce care ministry is just phenomenal um, that meets on Monday evenings, helping people walk through the pain of maybe a recent divorce or one long ago. And I just think helping people know not only do we love you, but God know, God loves you um, to let them know that, that you're enough, to let them know that single does not mean half of a person. Uh, the most fulfilled human being to ever walk the planet was Jesus. He was single. The probably the most influential Christian after Jesus to ever live with the, was the Apostle Paul. He was not married, um, at least during the time of his ministry that we know of. Some people think that he was single. Um, so we know singleness is not a curse. Um, and, and we want to love people. We want them to let, we, we want to let them know that God loves them. And for many, both their second chapter, uh, of life and maybe their second marriage ahead, um, is really their, their greatest, their greatest days are ahead. Their divorce, does not define them in our eyes or God's. You know, we had a uh, a really nice lady at our church email us. Uh, she emailed the activate at Take the Journey and just expressed some of the difficulty and pain of, of being a single mom for quite a while, nearly two decades now, and just appreciates that our church loves her and welcomes her and but but still just, you know, striving to want to be in the midst of God's will for her life. So uh, we thank you for sending that email. We love you. We're really glad you're here at Journey, and uh, thank you for uh, for serving on our team. Um, Pastor Christian, as you and, and I know, most people struggle at some time in their marriage to the point of wanting to quit. You give a list of five things to do quickly at the end of your message to try to kind of go beyond faithful. Can you talk through how that list works practically? Yeah. So, you know, the title of this message was Beyond Faithful in a Broken Marriage. Um, I think you and I have experienced, I mean, between us, we've married hundreds of couples, right? I mean, we, we have officiated hundreds of weddings between us, I'm sure. And regardless of what we ask people to repeat... What I am learning more and more is that the vast majority of people who stand at the altar, really their, really their vows, if they were being honest emotionally, really their vows would be, if this goes really well and we really enjoy it, man, I'm all in. But if not, I might, I might, I might question whether I want to stay married. <laughs> like, I wish that wasn't the reality. I wish the things we ask them to repeat they meant till death do us part. I don't think most people mean that. Um, and what we what we have to teach people is that marriage is the greatest thing you'll ever do. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And I promise you, if you're married to a human being who who's broken, there are going to be days that it is not fun and that you don't want to be married. And if, if Christians are going to exemplify the love of Jesus through their marriage, we have to learn to go beyond being faithful when it's good. Man, I am faithful to you when you're faithful to me. Okay, that's, 
that's not going to be all the time. Man, I am faithful to you when it's easy. Okay, that's going to be rarely is that going to be true. Okay, I'm faithful to you when things are good. That may be a day a week, maybe a couple hours a week. Like we've got to get beyond faithful in broken marriages. And we basically have said every marriage is broken. If any marriage that includes a human is broken, because the reason many people think a divorce is because it's, it's, it's this love relationship where two people have committed to love each other. And I think expect each other to love one another with only a love that Jesus gives. So you're just like, we talked a couple podcasts ago, about lower the expectations. Um, it's just a, it's a recipe for, Receiving less than you want to and giving less than you promised. Like that probably, we should include that in our marriage vows. That, um, you know, with this ring, I thee wed. And I will probably give you less than I promise. But I will expect less than you promise. Like that's the reality. Like that is the reality of marriage. So as we talk about, hey, what do we do? When it, when it gets so hard that you want to quit. We could, we could go all the way to Hosea. When your spouse has violated their marriage covenant and you can quit, um, you, you have a, you have a biblical, you have a biblical reason because of hard heartedness and the brokenness of people. We talked about sometimes there's both necessity and permission to get divorced. Okay. You got, you got permission, but you want to fight. What do you do? We, we gave five things, prayer. Professional counseling and counseling and relational care, patience, forgiveness, and then the last one, of course, is Jesus. Um, Ryan, I don't. I, I I wanted to make this list shorter, and I couldn't. Um, I would love to say just pray, but if prayer was all that was needed, like Jesus would have only needed to have come and taught like those six verses of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew six, where he taught the Lord's prayer, and like. And that would be it. Like it's, it's, it's prayer, it's prayer and things. Um, I have come to believe deeply in professional counseling. Uh, Danielle and I have a counselor we see together. I have a counselor that I see independently, just people who professionally can help me work through emotions, um, and tension and just the reality that I'm a broken person in a broken world and continue to speak truth into me. Like basically my, my counselor is very much like my pastor, um, who helps, who helps me. We, we believe a lot in professional counseling. Uh, I had a chance to talk to a, uh, a woman in our church who right now is going through a lot of tension in her marriage. And I had the ability to give her a lot of biblical truth, but she was asking for some emotional psychological help in areas where like, I'm not proficient in, like, I just, I don't know the exercises and the skills and the things that that she can do emotionally and psychologically to like to help control her breathing and to help her sleep it like there's like she like I gave I, I connected her with with one of my counselors and said he can help you do this. I don't know how to do that. Um, so I think professional counseling to be able to unpack a lot of things from your life and your past and get to understand yourself and your spouse better is, is crucial when things are going bad to helping you move forward as well as relational care, being around some people who, who, um, who admit that the situation you're in stinks, but want to help you work through it. I think that is so powerful. So I think it is, it's, it's being able 
to live really, really close to Jesus through prayer. It's being able to have someone help unpack your heart and emotionally guide you in counseling. It's having a group of people care deeply about you so you don't feel alone. It is this element of patience, especially if your marriage covenant has been violated in some way, if trust has been violated. Um, it's weird how you can take 20 years of building trust and in 20 minutes destroy that. And then usually if you are the violator, you want a 20-minute apology to restore all that trust. It's like, no, no, no. Um, somehow, like, like trust has, has two switches, like on or off. And if it takes 20, 20 years to turn on, sometimes it takes 20 minutes to turn off. You say, well, I want it to turn back on. Well, start the clock. You might need another 20 years to really be patient, to let your heart adjust again. Forgiveness is always going to be key. I actually teach people when I marry them that like, if you cannot learn the phrases, I'm sorry and I forgive you, your marriage is not going to work because you're each going to offend each other. And without true forgiveness, you just, you cannot harbor that much hurt in your heart without ever forgiving and, ha- and have a great marriage long term. And then I think the last answer is Jesus for two reasons. One, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And when we contemplate, am I going to be alone for the rest of my life? The answer is always no, if you have Jesus. But he's also the example of the one who who goes further. He's the one who loves even when he's offended. He's the one who turns the other cheek. He's the one um, who loves unconditionally. He's like, he's the one who loves us the way that we probably will have to love our spouse during some difficult seasons of marriage to move forward. So I really think it's the, it's the combination of all these things. Listen, if you're married, you're going to have some difficult times in your marriage. It's just the world we live in. If you can learn in the most difficult times, instead of quitting to lean into prayer and counseling and care, to be patient, to forgive, uh, to trust Jesus, to love like Jesus, there's a lot more marriages that could make it than do. And, and there are some, like we said, this message was not to um, make divorce difficult or impossible. It's just to make it harder by by making by making by giving people an opportunity to realize they they can fight and there's a there's another way that they can they can not just be faithful but they can be beyond faithful. Um, like Jesus, uh, like Hosea, who was a picture of Jesus, um, and maybe we could give the world and our kids. you know, maybe, maybe a picture of what kind of that unconditional Jesus love looks like. It's a great set of advice. And, um, you know, whether your marriage is struggling or whether you want to keep it good, this is a great set of, uh, advice, um, things to, to strive for as you're trying to keep a strong marriage. You know, I joke, Pastor Christian, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll look at the couple that I'm marrying and I'm thinking, they're not listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they've got one thing on mind. Some. Yeah, some. Yeah. You know, they are, but, I, but I, I'm almost convicted at the same time. Like, I should almost give them a written copy of what they've committed to. Yeah. Like, let's sign this afterwards. Yeah, because like, it's big. Till death yes. do us part. Yeah. In sickness and in health. Like, yeah. this is the vows. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, because I've had people say, man, I can hardly remember what was yeah. said at the wedding. To love you and be faithful to you and you only for yes. the rest of my life. Yeah, you, you say some big words. You say some big words yep. that, you know, let's, in today's world, when you vow to pay your car payment, you, you, you made, you a, your, yeah, you made a legal commitment that you often, most 
times, unless some crisis happens, you you pay. Yep. These are bigger. Yes. These are bigger, and yet we go, uh, well, you know, I'm just not feeling it. Yes. So, anyways, it's uh, it is not easy, and I don't, and, and neither Pastor Christian or I want to blow off that there are some difficult things to work through. We know that, but I think uh, we want to. Uh, your purpose, right, is to make it harder and harder that people will fight harder for their marriage. Yeah, because the, you know, um, psychology tells you that, you know, when difficult situations, like our stress reactors, are usually fight or flight. And it is just, it's, there are too many marriages that the first stress reactors flight. Too many Christian marriages were the first stress reactors flight. We, we've got to retrain a new generation to have the first stress reactor be, be fight, fight, you know, fight for these promises that we made. But it means you're going to have to go beyond faith. Like you're going to have to do some hard work if you're, if you're willing to do that. I think if we could help people understand that on the front end, um, Maybe maybe we'd see more make it on the back end. That that's a hope. Yes. The the next question you've been given daily reflections at the end of uh, every message for people to take home. We've been we've begun. Uh, we're we're getting this going with our family uh, to text it out to every one of my kids, and uh, sometimes we get a response, sometimes we don't. <laughs> right. Sometimes I miss it, uh, but we've we've begun to do this. So Friday's daily refre- uh, reflection verse and question are these. It's from Matthew 19.6. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So the, the key reflection question is, who do you know that might be struggling in their marriage that you can encourage to keep fighting and begin to pray for? So why should why should Christians be people who are helping people fight for their marriages rather than giving up on marriages that may be uh, that they may be able to save with a spirit of going beyond faithful? Yeah. So I the last thing I did before we came in here for our podcast, Danielle texted back our family text strand on our uh, daily reflections. So we're doing the same thing, and and man, learning so much and enjoying that daily discipleship connection with with Danielle and and my two kids just answering one question every day which is nice why should why should we help people um fight for their marriages um you know again if they're not in one of the situations we mentioned unrepentant continued adultery um abuse desertion you know those those things that it's just you know that that you that you feel there's a necessity uh, and even a biblical permission to, to walk away and, and have and have permission to remarry. Um, I think it's important to help people fight uh, for their marriages. One, one because it honors God, right? Like we we said, marriage is not a it's not a relationship between two; it's a relationship between three. The difference between you know s- signing a promise to pay for a car and then having to pay for it is you should respect God more than the bank. Like a lot of times, people are like, well, you know. I, told the bank I'd pay. Well, well, you told God you'd be faithful. So let's remember that and see now what faithfulness necessitates. More than that, the, the practicality of starting over. Um, I, I, I tell a lot of people who, who have a spouse who maybe has violated the marriage covenant and they're repentant and they're sorry and they want to stay married. Um, I say, look, a, a, a lot of times where you guys are in life, where you guys are in life, um, you're probably at an age where you'll both want to get remarried and you probably are at an age where you're going to marry someone who did the same thing that your husband or wife just did to you. So you go marry the same type of person. Um, 
right now this one is sorry and this one is broken and this one is learned from that experience and this one has said that they're they're not going to do that again um staying married will be hard but divorce is hard uh, it's hard, it's it's hard on everyone and and what you're doing is you're saying this person's too broken for me usually you're not committing to a life of solitude and singleness you're saying i'm going to go find a new one um surprise that one will be broke too broken for you as well so so if if the options are the unknown broken person or the known broken person that you've already developed five years, 10 years, 20 years of life relationship and trust with. And now you're even at a deeper level because um, hurt opens your heart up to new levels of intimacy with one another um, than, than you, than you could ever have. Cause you finally got, you gotta be, you gotta be honest about some things. You really got to put your heart on the table. Um, I, I think you could have a better longer term marriage. Like if you would if think if you would think of it starting over, like your next twenty years could be better with this guy or gal than it could be with the new guy or gal because ten years into that new twenty years you're gonna meet the real them for the first time and you already know the real you already know that guy's a jerk, but he's sorry and he loves you. You already know that she's got a long way to go. But you know she's sorry and she loves you. So like you are not you're not trading in and a used car for a new one. You're trading in a used car for a used car, but you know, the, like, you know, this one, like you're trading broken for broken. So if we can help people fight so that they honor God, so that they hold their family together. And, and so that just, and so that they don't put their trust in the next broken person that they meet. Cause then they're just going to spiral more. It's like admit, acknowledge the brokenness. It's going to take a lot of time. going to take a lot of counseling. going to take a lot of prayer. It's going to take Jesus it's going to take forgiveness. But man, I think if 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 we if we helped people fight and just kind of spoke truth into people and walked alongside people that again, um it wouldn't it, it wouldn't eliminate marriage, but it or, or divorce, but it might make it more difficult and and you might truly see this Hosea type of love as people love someone who has even offended them to the deepest levels because they were sorry because they were repentant and because they they loved them with the love that Jesus gave them you kind of lead into my next question a lot of the uh, scripture from Sunday's message was from Hosea uh, it's a fascinating book of the bible uh, i think we i think when we understand the concept we're almost like what no no way god yeah. would advise him to go back with this woman who cheated on him and who was a who was a prostitute and and I think modern day advice kind of goes through our mind as we think through this you know we've heard we've heard people say to others like hey dump the jerk you made mention of that you know you deserve better there's way more fish in the sea you know those are statements that that, that we often hear why why is the story of Hosea and Gomer his wife so profound and often unique to what we experience in culture today I don't think we often understand how deeply God loves us and how painful that love is to him. And what Hosea, what God did with Hosea is he said, I'm going to make you a picture. I'm going to make you a prophet, but a picture of how I love people. Cause you're going to love someone who doesn't love you back. And after they violated everything and they need someone to rescue them, you're going to go love them again. That's how I love you. 
And then you'd hear Jesus say, and that's how I'd like my followers to love the world. To just be different. Someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other. Someone forces you to go one, go two. You love someone who doesn't love you back. And then when they need rescue, you go rescue them anyway. Like, that's Jesus' love. And and the story's so countercultural because none of us would ever want to be loved. Uh, none of us would ever have to want to love that way. And none of us would ever want to be loved that way. But we are. I mean, if we're Jesus followers, we are. We have been fully embraced in love by someone we have rejected and committed spiritual adultery with. And then when we needed rescue, he came and bought us out again. Like, a lot of us don't like to admit that we are Gomer. We want to be Hosea. And it's like, no, 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 we're Gomer. We're Gomer. Um, we struggle to be satisfied with our God and the life he wants us to have. So we, so, so we, we go and we give our soul and our heart to a lot of other things. And when they leave us bankrupt, who's waiting there to bail us out again? God, we're Gomer. So I think at the heart of it, looking at that story and realizing we're her, not him, it causes us to live in a really dependent humility, but it makes our God and the love of our God just so giant in our eyes. Um, but it forces us. Like if you love your neighbor as yourself and that's how God has loved you, it forces us to love at a way deeper level than we've ever loved before. And it forces us, like Jesus told Peter 70 times seven, like how often do you forgive someone who's hurt you? As many times as they ask. It just forces us to love more like Jesus. But if we all did that, we'd live in a much, much um, better place. We'd live in a much, much better place. And we, I think we'd all experience deeper relationships. But we got to see ourselves as Gomer being rescued by Hosea before we're ever willing to go be Hosea to someone else. It's an incredible Old Testament picture it is. of what Jesus did. It is. One of the goals of today's message, you, you've kind of touched on this, but to see what it looks like to go beyond just being faithful in marriage. What, why did you think it was important for the marriages in our church and our community to go beyond uh, faithful? Ryan, we live in a world that's so broken. And, you know, 20, if 2020 birthed any movements, one of the great movements it birthed was the cancel culture. Like, man, if you just slip up, if you just slip up bad enough, loud enough, public enough, you're out forever. And that is just simply not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is no matter how much, how big, how often, how publicly you mess up. Like the apostle Peter, pretty big. On the night Jesus was betrayed, saying he didn't know who he was. Pretty big, pretty public. Pretty public figure. Um, no matter how much our our Hosea. It's interesting the the Hebrew word Hosea and Hoshua, Joshua and Yeshua, Jesus. It all means the same thing. Salvation. Um, there's always salvation waiting for you in Jesus. Um, and if we could begin to love like we have been loved, transform our marriage, sure. Transform our family, definitely. Transform our community, a little bit at a time. Transform our world, maybe. I think it's what we're all hoping for. We can't control the world. We can we only can control our homes. And let's let's not be a people. If we are followers of Jesus, we've not been canceled. Let's not cancel our spouse when they make a mistake if they're repentant. Let's not cancel our kids if they've made a mistake if they're repentant. Let's not cancel 
people in our small group when they don't agree 100% with us on that. Let, let's, let's love like Hosea, love like Jesus, love like we have been loved. Um, I, I think it, I think it will allow us to experience just a little bit of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And that's really, that's really the challenge of this message. Great message, Pastor Christian, and I uh, hope it really touches and encourages and brings some, some comfort to some hurting people, um, those who've maybe failed and those who are struggling and in the fight right now. Easter service times are, man, it's hard to believe, in less than 30 days, Easter will be here. Uh, so um, the, the service times, Thursday, April 1st, uh, 6.30 p.m., Friday, 6.30 p.m., Saturday, 2, 4, and 6 Sunday, 7, 8.30, 10.30, and noon. So be sure to invite some friends, family. We look forward to seeing you here either live in person or online. Pastor Christian, thanks uh, for all the time you put in uh, to present great message, great podcast. We want to thank you for for listening uh, to the podcast. We would love for you to be able to share it, rate it. That uh, would be a huge blessing to us so more and more people can hear uh, this truth of God's Word. We'd love to hear from you, like we did from this great gal at our church. If you want to email us a question or a comment, you can email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. Uh, we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Activate. We would love for you to join us in person for one of our weekly worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Help us get the word out about this resource. You can do so by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing this episode on your favorite social media platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.